Hey listeners, and welcome back to the Absolutely ADHD podcast. I'm Alana, ADHD life coach and social worker, and my best friend and I started this podcast to teach driven ADHDers how to better work with their ADHD brains and how to better understand ADHD. Over the last few months, as I've worked one-on-one with a ton of amazing ADHDers, I've been compiling my most essential lessons, tips, and strategies to help create the perfect resource for you guys. The mini ADHD course is a self-paced course full of my videos, worksheets, tips, and strategies teaching you exactly what you need to know to start confidently managing your ADHD. If you've been listening, many of you know that I've been working on this for a while and I'm so excited to finally be getting it into your hands. I will leave the link to the mini ADHD course in the podcast episode notes below. And as always, please don't hesitate to message me asking me any questions you have over at Coaching by Alana on Instagram. Thank you for listening to the podcast, and we hope you like this episode. Hi, listeners. Welcome back to the Absolutely ADHD podcast. Hi, everyone. Hi, Alana. Hi, Sam. What's up? How are you? I'm good. I, I would ask how you are. Ugh, you know how I am. But I, yeah, no. Okay, guys, I have something absolutely insane to tell you. So my brother was in town this weekend. He lives in Denver. And he was coming in town on Friday. And I had this whole weekend planned out. I woke up on Friday morning. And I went into my car to go pick him up from the airport. And something felt amiss. Like, I don't keep my car perfectly clean. Like, I know what's in the glove box. I know what's in the center console. And, you know, like everything has its place. And so I get into my car and there's like stuff in my cup holder that normally is in the center console. And I was like, that's really weird. But, you know, maybe I miss like sometimes I'm we all do this. Like my brain just shuts off and I like do stuff and I forget that I did it. And then I'm like, where's my wallet? Because I keep sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes I keep my wallet in my center console. And most of the time I lock it, the center console when I do that. And I go in there and my wallet's not there. And I'm freaking out. So I go back up to my apartment and my wallet's not in my apartment. And I knew I left it in the car. Turns out someone broke into my car, stole all of the cash that I had hidden in the glove box and stole my wallet. And I'm like, I don't know. I just like, it takes me like a minute to process things. And so thank God my brother was in town because I had no money. I had no debit card, so I couldn't get cash out. I had no cash. I had no license. I mean- And it just like derailed my entire weekend. I'm no, I'm so sorry that that happened. I felt so bad when you called me before we started recording. Sam was like, yeah, it really, this really derailed my weekend. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Can you imagine a more dysregulating experience? And then on top of it, not only did you have like your space invaded and that's just really stressful, but then think about the executive functioning nightmare of having to redo all your cards or cancel all your cards, get all that stuff. Like, I'm so sorry. And then I'm freaking out and I'm starting to get notifications, like push notifications from my bank. Like, is this you? And I, you know, so then I have to report, are you guys ready? $1,800 worth of charges in three hours. People just, they went ham. No way. Gas stations. And they had my debit card. So they're trying to withdraw funds. I mean, thank God they didn't know my PIN number. So the debit card actually got locked pretty quickly. I knew what I was doing was irresponsible, leaving a credit card, like leaving my wallet in the car. But 
you know, you kind of do stuff and you don't really think it's going to happen to you. Yeah, no, I've literally for years, I've been really bad about that. Bad about like leaving cash out. And I, yeah. I mean, you've seen my bags. Like I, I have random cash. I don't know why. I'm not good about it. Well, speaking of this terrible executive function, functioning sensory nightmare, that's what we're going to talk about today, right? Yes, we're talking about sensory challenges. I think this is one of the things that I did not understand until kind of recently in life. And just everything makes so much more sense. So people with ADHD, the way that we process sensory input is really different from people without ADHD. It's kind of like teetering between two things we have. We're either completely understimulated or overstimulated. And I'm going to highlight really quickly what that means. So if we're understimulated, it means we're not engaged in our surroundings enough. And so we're seeking out more sensory input. Usually that'll look like you know, like fidgeting or like restlessness, things like that. And then we have sensory overload, which is when we're way too engaged in all the senses coming in and the sensory input around us that it's really overwhelming, like loud noises, bright lights, crowded environments, all that stuff. And so I feel like we get to play this really fun game of like constantly being either one of those. And I just thought we should chat about it. I think that's so funny because I can't tell you how many times I've been in a restaurant and it's just too loud. Like there's not a balance of like either the space isn't working or whatever and it's too echoey and I just completely tune out the conversation. Like I can't even listen to what anyone is saying to me because I can't hear it anyway. So that it's so overwhelming and it ruins the dinner. And that actually reminds me that, okay, this is actually so specific. I don't know if anyone's going to agree or not. But there's this like little cute cartoon video that people like. It's like called It's Lenny or something like that. I don't know. Have you seen it on Instagram? I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Actually, this is funny. I'm going to play it for a sec to give you guys a... Oh, yes. I just looked it up. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like that little ghost. It's a little blob. Um, Oh, a blob. Right. (laughs) No, it might be a ghost. I don't know. Um, (laughs) I'll just play it for you guys so you can hear the voice. Hi, whoever tagged you in this video wanted me to remind you that you are deserving of literally every single... Do you, can you hear the voice? Yeah. Okay, so there's something in this voice that really bothers me. I completely and- agree. I do not think that's niche. I completely agree. Okay, okay, good. But my friend was playing it for me because she loves these videos. She plays. She played one. And then she, I was like, okay, <laughs> cute. And then she plays the second one. And I don't know what it is. My brain is hurting at this point because I don't want to hear this, this voice anymore. It was painful. It was terrible. And so I not only am like irritable, I like feel the need to like slap the phone like out of my face. I can't explain it. And I was thinking about Get that after. Out. What was that? You're just like, I don't get this out of my face. Like it needs to stop right now. And It's just so random, but so specific. Well, I think that like we can even generalize that more where it's just like some sounds you hear and someone might like it and it makes you want to gag. Yeah, for sure. I think I've given this example on the podcast, but holidays, like holidays are really overstimulating for me. Yeah. And I used to, it causes feelings of like being super, super irritable and so I used to yeah. snap at like my mom or the people around me without knowing like why I was so on edge. 
And now it all makes sense. So I can like take breaks and stuff. But for a while at the beginning, I was like, every holiday was just terrible. And I was like, why am I always in such a bad mood on holidays? Now it makes sense. I know. I feel like when we talked about like doing this as a topic, it was confusing for me because I was like, oh, what does that just mean? Like textures, taste, smell, sound. But it's so much more than that. And I think it's even more important. Like it doesn't, not that it doesn't matter, but it's not so important about what sets it off, but it's like the chain reaction it causes. So like, yes, it is important that you figured out that the overstimulation of holidays is an issue for you. But I think it's also more important about like realizing what it does. So it causes you such extreme stress and irritability that you snap at the people around you. You know, mm-hmm. we were even talking about this. Were we, t- I don't know if it was you and I talking about this or if we talked about it on the podcast, but we were, you kind of were like, I've realized that I need to tell people in advance, you know, I feel when I feel overwhelmed, this is what happens to me. This might happen, but I'm going to try and stop it, you know, preemptively when it does, but it would be helpful mm-hmm. if you knew why it was happening, you know? Exactly. Like being able to communicate that. For yeah. sure. But you're so right. It's so many different things. You know, even just understanding like the sight part of it, like I didn't, you know, I've always been kind of a messy person. And then I wonder like, why do I feel so calm when my space is clear? And it's because well, I'm why? <laughs> it's like my nervous system isn't in pain looking at all the clutter around me. Like yeah. what a concept. One time in college, I was going through like a very, very, very emotionally traumatic situation was like with a ex relationship and school was really stressful and I was feeling really isolated it was winter you know in Williamsburg Virginia the way my anxiety manifested itself was I got really bad stomach aches and so I wasn't eating at all and I went home for a winter break and one of my mom's friends was like, wow, you look incredible. What are you doing? And I was like, thank you. It is severe emotional overstimulation to the point where I cannot eat anything, you know? And it's like, I feel like going to the, back to that like communication and awareness thing you were just talking about. It's like when you're young or you don't really know what's happening, you can't communicate it. You just think that either yeah. something's wrong with you or in my case, I was getting such positive feedback about the way that my anxiety was, you know, coming out that I almost convinced myself it wasn't a problem anyway, you know? Yeah. So if you, if you're not aware of all of this or like why it's happening or even like what you can do to fix it, you're kind of just like at the whim of you're either under or emotion or over stimulation. You know what I mean? Isn't that so messed up that we will be praised for something like that when it's actually not I I can't you know what I'm trying to say no I get what you mean because I felt that I I think like I've always struggled with body image you know so I think like but especially when I was younger and I couldn't discern between like healthy change and unhealthy change yeah it felt really good and it's like I did then in turn I didn't fix a lot of the things that were causing me such, you know, intense sensory overload because I was like, oh, well, you know, it might be painful, but everything has a high price to pay type of thing, you know, it's like with this type of stuff. And I think you probably had to deal with the same thing, just like going back to your example about holidays and snapping at people, it kind of does have to get so bad 
to a point where you're like, I have to take some responsibility for this before you can actually fix it. And when you're praised for like a certain thing, it's like we subconsciously take that in. Yeah. I mean, and it's like at the time I was like, well, nothing else has worked, you know, to get me to this body that I supposedly want or whatever, Mm -hmm. except for extreme anxiety and emotional distress. So I wonder if for a while I was seeking that out a little bit to like maintain. And I think probably this happens a lot and it's probably why it's so confusing sometimes for us to talk about ADHD in terms of like specific issues because it really does all blend into each other. Mm -hmm. And especially since, you know, diagnoses and, you know, talking about our symptoms and getting help is so difficult and new for women specifically. It's like, I feel like a lot of us build these habits around managing our sensory overload and emotional dysregulation. Then by the time you realize there's a problem, it's like really hard to get out of it. It is. I always used to think that my inability to like sit still Like, I really thought something was wrong with me. And it's so funny because we know that that's a common ADHD thing. Yeah, as a kid, like we we were saying earlier, when you're a kid, you don't know. You just think, like, something's wrong with you. You're like, why are these people able to follow the lesson? And then I truly – I'm counting down, you know – five minute intervals left in this three hour class. (laughs) It's terrible. It's so funny. It's like, okay, if I can get through, um, 14, five minute periods (laughs) be over. Literally, It makes sense in my head though. I mean, that is so true. And I want to like, but the extreme agitation part is very confusing because like that anger sometimes comes out of nowhere. Okay, here's a really good example. On Saturday night, my brother was in town and we had tickets to a comedy show and we were meeting up with my friend before to get dinner. But I hadn't made a reservation for dinner. And now living in a big city, you can understand Saturday night, 7, 8 p.m., I want to go to dinner and I don't have a reservation. I'm going to have to eat at like a drive-thru, which would be fine, except I wanted to sit down for dinner. And I was so overwhelmed by the time I found a place for dinner that we met up and I was just in a mood. Like I was in Mm -hmm. such a funk. I found it really, really difficult to focus. I was really anxious about like, getting to dinner. And then when we were at dinner, I was really anxious about getting to the comedy show. You know, I felt like I had overworked myself into this whole, I want this to be fun for my brother. So I should have had a dinner reservation. I should have figured this out. And I was so angry Mm -hmm. that dinner was just weird because I was being weird, you know? And it's so stressful. I mean, in that situation, you are like responsible for plans and like hosting and of course it's funny like the intention is like you just want him to have fun you know it's like it's like we have to have fun (laughs) i'm like are you having fun yet (laughs) yes stop asking me dinner was fine i'm like are you sure it was fine or would you rather have gone somewhere else he's like sam i don't live here (laughs) he's like i literally don't care yeah he's like we could have gone anywhere we didn't even have to eat dinner yeah (laughs) I know. Well, he's like a dude. I'm sure he'd be good with like... He really didn't have to eat dinner. He bought a box of Lucky Charms and I think he could have been happy on that for the entire weekend. That's so funny. 
And whether or not you're aware of the fact that you have ADHD, like we all develop these like little kind of like hacks or like little like things we have to do in order to function as a like, you know, quote unquote, normal human. And when I'm talking with clients, like we'll be talking about different strategies and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that that's like something I've done my whole life. It's the only way I can get this done. Right. And it's because we're forced to like figure out ways to just like make it work. Yeah. It's like a cheat code. Someone's like, oh, that's weird that you do that. And I'm like, cool. It's the only way I can do it. Yeah. You know how me and you can't leave our nails alone? Oh my God. So bad. It's, and it's because our hands like need that movement, need that sensory input in order to like help us cope with whatever we're struggling with internally. And so at least now, you know, we've both learned that literally the only way to not do that is if we get our nails done, which is like, what a such a not financially like support. Oh my God. The only way that I don't, that I, it's having plastic on my nails is literally the only thing that has helped me keep my nails out of my mouth and, you know, stopped me from picking at them because I can't, you know, not going to lie to you. Now that I have pretty nails, I do not understand how I existed with nails looking like I did. My grandmother, she's, it, she's like really exhausted all the time and just, you know, just super like cute and sweet and old. And it's so funny because she will be so exhausted, like just got back from the hospital or something. It isn't even able to move to her kitchen yet. She will not miss getting her nails done. You know, it could be, she'll, she'll be the most exhausted she's ever been in her entire life. And like, she will not miss that, but I get it. Yeah, I get it. She's figured out what has worked. <laughs> Exactly. Because it's like, I feel that this is a very good example of what we do always have to deal with in a larger sense. I can keep getting acrylics, but the problem is it's damaging my natural nails. Mm -hmm. But if I don't get acrylics, my natural nails will break or they'll get bitten off or something like that. And I feel like that happens a lot in a general sense with a lot of this ADHD stuff that we do talk about, where it's like, okay, here's a fix for this one thing that I'm feeling, but it's going to impact every other area of my life in maybe not the best way. So Mm -hmm. it's hard to find this balance. It's like when I was talking about the restaurant stuff and how it's really loud sometimes. Okay, a good fix about that is just don't go to dinner. But then I don't go to dinner, you know? It's the same exact thing with headphones and going into like the grocery store. Like we can't avoid the grocery store. (laughs) groceries you know but if I know that the only way that I can get through it is by listening to some songs in my headphones this is funny because I can't wear headphones in the grocery store because I get really freaked out like it makes me feel like claustrophobic almost where I don't know what's happening around me but I still get overwhelmed in the grocery store both having headphones in and not having headphones in are terrible options. The solution just there's no solution. You there's just have no to solution. So for you, you just have to go through the pain. Sometimes actually something I have realized is I like talking to people on the phone. And this is the only area of our entire friendship where you and I are so different is a lot of knows I love me a good phone call, but only when I want it. Only when I'm like, I could really talk to Alana on the phone right now. And so sometimes I'll call you and you'll be like, oh, I can't talk on the phone, but I can text. And I never respond. (laughs) Well, it's more so that, yeah, we both have definitely like different 
preferences, but not only is it just the preferences, it's that you are literally overwhelmed by text messages and I'm literally overwhelmed by unsolicited phone calls. <laughs> like, <laughs> remember, guys, Alana even texted me yesterday and because we haven't caught up about our personal lives in a couple days, which is a lot for us. And you sent me like a couple text messages in a row because and then at the end of it, you're like, look, I'm sorry. Let's talk about this later. I know a lot of texts overwhelm you. Well, because she goes, I, she asked me, I still haven't heard about your date the other day. And I'm like, well, because if I send you 10 text messages, you're going to not respond. And so, <laughs> so like, I don't understand like what I'm supposed to do here. I don't have many options. Sometimes I wish that I were just a fly on the wall for all of these important experiences. So that I didn't have to explain it to you. Literally. I feel that in therapy a lot. Whatever therapist will be like, okay, explain to me what happened. And I'll be like, I can't because I'm giving you a biased perspective because you weren't there. And that means your advice isn't going to be helpful for me. You know how I was talking about the opposite of hypersensitive, like hyposensitive, like when you're not engaged enough with your surroundings, kind of. Yeah. So this makes so much sense. This is like when we seek out things like heavy pressure, my weighted blanket. You love a weighted blanket. Oh my gosh. I cannot, guys, if there's one thing that has changed my entire sleep, life, whatever, is 100% a weighted blanket. I had so many sleep issues and now I cannot sleep without that thing. It's like I needed the deep pressure. Like it just, it all makes so much sense. I literally am imagining like a seesaw and we're just constantly like between feeling unengaged and unattached or feeling just so overwhelmed by our environment. Yeah. I have to sleep with a pillow on top of my head. Really? Yeah. I don't know why, but it is. It's, it's so weird, but it's like the pressure of, I just like need my ear covered, I guess. It's like too open. I, it's so weird. And it actually only, it started within the last three years. Like I wasn't always like that. Yeah. But something has happened with the way that I need to feel safe as I'm falling asleep. Where mm-hmm. now, if I can't do that, it's really difficult for me to fall asleep. It's so interesting. Yeah. It really is. I always think of when I was a younger, when I was a lot younger, I had such a sensitive scalp. So like when my mom would brush my hair, I wouldn't let my mom brush my hair, like, because it hurts so bad. And it's like, now if I can, if I understood that I, you, you know, you can deal with it differently as opposed to just thinking that I was like an angry kid who like always wanted messy hair and is going to have a bunch of like bird's nests in my hair. Yeah. And if like you could understand that about yourself and like communicate that to your mom, there was a probably a very simple workaround, but you know, you, you couldn't, you were like nine. And I know exactly what that workaround is because I do it now. It's you brush your hair in the shower when you have conditioner in your hair. Uh-huh. And it is Very simple solution. It is. So you know what? That, that, I know that's why you guys tune in for the beauty hacks. No. For the simple solutions. <laughs> There's three things to really highlight here. It's one, we want to increase our awareness of like our own triggers and the things that trigger us Two, so that we can create like sensory supports, you know, have things in place that help us, whether it's headphones, whether it's brushing our hair in the shower, whether it's certain clothing that 
doesn't bother us, right? And then three, of course, if this is the type of thing that is really impacting day to day, this is the type of thing that people go to professionals for sensory processing challenges, because a lot of other things are at play here. It's not always just ADHD. So I think that's important to highlight. One time we had to stop recording the podcast, guys, because Alana's sweatshirt wasn't feeling right around her wrists. <laughs> no, I my neck. I to know that. <laughs> no, I think it was my neck. Yeah, I was like, oh. I felt restricted. And I had to. When, like, the waist of my sweatshirt is either too loose or too tight, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm done with this sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> like, throw it out the window. Exactly. <laughs> but then I'm always like, oh, but I could want to wear it sometime. And then I don't get rid of it. And then I'm like, this is why I'll never buy another like sweatshirts and t-shirts. Like they're meant to be oversized for a reason. They are. Oh my god. What is the point if it's not? An undersized sweatshirt. (laughs) The tightest sweatshirt possible. I love talking about all the stuff that really irks us out. (laughs) Yeah, send us any if you guys have any like interesting or even just actually common, they don't have to be interesting. Um, sensory triggers, let us know. Send us messages because we yeah, probably so agree. Alone. <laughs> yeah, we probably agree. Along well, with e- along with everyone else, Sam, I hope everything gets better. I'm so so sorry about like all the stuff you had to deal with this week. Me too. I mean, I'm trying really, really hard to be positive about it. Not in the sense that, like, of course what happened sucks, but I'm safe. They didn't break into my home. Everything in my wallet was replaceable. Yeah. Maybe I'm just going to do a couple of nice things to rewrite my karma in the universe. So sorry. That reminds me. Cause like, I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to like find the positive. <laughs> I'm so hard. I know. And it reminded me. So on July 4th, I don't remember if I told you, but I volunteered at the white house. Cause I thought it'd be like a really cool opportunity. And it <laughs> was actually guys, when I say it was the hottest day, like ever like record hottest day in like I think forever in the area (laughs) like it was a terrible day I was overheated I had heat exhaustion all this stuff and so I was telling my friend about it after and I was like it wasn't like I was like I'm grateful that I was there but it just was kind of like and then I listed what it was and it was just so funny because he was like you're trying to like find the positive in it and you were literally had heat exhaustion (laughs) And that's what you're trying to do now. No, someone tell. broke it. Someone wrecked my car and then stole all of my identification and my money. And I'm trying to be like, it's okay. I mean, there's a lesson to be learned here. No, that's the same as when you tell me, oh, I'm anxious. And someone's like, well, don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. No. Yeah, don't be anxious, Sam. You're it's right, fine. guys. Actually, I want to take it back. It sucked. It really, really sucked. Right now, as of today, it was terrible. <laughs> That's so funny. Not your circumstances, just this conversation. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will talk to you all next week. Talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you guys so much for joining us for this week's episode. You can find me on Instagram at Coaching by Alana. And you can find the podcast on Instagram at absolutely.adhd. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, write us a review so we can help share this information with more of you. As always, thank you so much for the support. And we will talk to you next week.